Hey, this is Steve with Life Worth Living. You know, for years I've read in the Bible how it's important to be transformed into God's image and how Adam and Eve were created in the image of God. And while I knew it was important, I feel like just recently I've caught a glimpse of why I should really want to be transformed into God's image. I can't start having consistently, having good things happen in my life and have God's favor and his grace in my life until I start letting God change my life and transform me into his likeness. Hey, I'm starting to think I really want God to mold me and change me into a better person. I need to be changeable. I need to be moldable and teachable. Well, as God changes me into the person that I've always wanted to be, into the person of my dreams, I can start consistently experiencing His favor and having good things happen to me and even seeing good things happen in those around me. I want to be made in the image of God. I want to be transformed into His image. So what does God look like? What is that image? What is that pattern that I'm pursuing? Well, I'll tell you what, it's pretty hard to picture that when you ambiguously talk about God. But when you consider Jesus, the Son of God, it's easier to picture Jesus. It's easier to have that image of who God is. Because in the Bible, Jesus is spoken of as a person. And and you read stories about his life and what he did and certainly about his teachings. And all of a sudden, it's pretty easy to get an image of the nature of God through His Son, Jesus. Now, once I have a clear picture in my mind of who God really is, the Bible says that all I have to do in order to be transformed into that example is to simply start looking at that image, at that pattern, that example, staring at it, meditating on it, studying it, imitating that image, His example and I will start being transformed into his image. So listen in and start your spiritual metamorphosis right now. But today we're starting to talk about being transformed into the image of God, the fruits of the Spirit. Now, if you've been in church any length of time, you've heard of the fruits of the Spirit as defined in Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23, I believe, is, is where the fruits of the Spirit are. Here's the thing. That's just a, that's a sampling of the fruits of the Spirit. That's not an entire list of the fruits of the Spirit. There's many, many other fruits described in the Bible. And, um, and so what we want to begin to do is look and see what those fruits are, but we want to understand that that's, we need to be how many of you want to change? You want to be a different person. You, you don't like, you, maybe God's taken you 30% of the way, 50% of the way, but you still acknowledge, I still have a ways to go. There's attitudes that I don't like about myself. There's, there's behaviors, there's reactions that frustrate me. I want to be a better person. Well, that's being conformed or transformed into the image of Jesus. And guess what? It's a lifelong process. You're not going to get there overnight. You're not going to get there next year. You're going to progressively get there little by little. And so that's what we're going to begin to look at is that transformation process. I love that word, being transformed 
one of the texts that you're going to get this week is think of all the differences God has already made, all the changes God has made in you. Now think about what is the one additional change that you want to see Jesus make in your life. It's a thought-provoking question. You're going to see that come out this week. But um, just to kind of, kind of dovetail what we were talking about last week and week before last into this week, um, remember this, a merry Christian, and you'd have to listen to last, last week's message to, to remember what this is, but Mary found favor with God. How did she find favor with God? She was transformed or conformed into the image of God. She was being conformed into the image of God. And you can see that in Mary's life. You know, a lot of people put Mary up on a pedestal. And you know what? We should put Mary up on a pedestal. Mary was a favored person. And clearly so because she had little baby Jesus. And she was the mother to Jesus. And she was there at the cross when Jesus died. So we should have her up on a pedestal. But let me tell you what. You can be favored of God as well. You can be favored of God as well. And remember, how can we be favored of God? By being transformed into his image little by little. Little by little. All right? So how? Again, this is reminding us of what we talked about last Sunday. How can we be transformed into the image of God? Remember, here's a key verse, 2 Corinthians 3.18. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate. What is contemplate? The glory of God. It means you look at the glory of God. You, 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 you contemplate it. You keep your eyes up on it. You don't get distracted by anything else. You're looking. You're focused. You contemplate the Lord's glory. You, those are being transformed in his image. How can you be transformed into Jesus's image? By looking at him. And that goes with anything. If you if you want to be a good football player, you should be watching a lot of football and contemplating how good players play so that you can become that. If you want to be an engineer, there's certain things you should be reading and observing and studying in order to get to that level. Well, it's no different with Jesus. If you want to be transformed into his image and be a better person, be a changed person, just look at Jesus. Look at him. You say, well, I can't see Jesus. What are you talking about, Steve? I'm talking about reading the Bible and seeing the example that Jesus gives and looking at other godly people and seeing what kind of example their, their lives give. So let me read it again, 2 Corinthians 3.18. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is spirit. Now, here's the flip side of the coin that we talked about last Sunday in 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they can't, they can't see the light of the glory that, dis, um, that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. So why are some people bad people all of their lives? They never see Jesus. They never get an opportunity to see who he is so that they can be changed and transformed. Because in Colossians 1.15, we're reminded yet again, the Son is the image of the invisible God. See, if you and I talk about this and we say, I wonder what God looks like. I wonder, I wonder what he looks like. I wonder how he's formed, how he's shaped. It's hard 
to grasp that and many people have tried to grasp that but when you have his son as the image of god the invisible god all of the sudden you and i can somehow picture jesus we can we can conceive of what he might look like we can certainly conceive of how he acted and behaved when he was here on earth all right so jesus is the image of god and we need an image you and i we need images we need something to picture in our minds something to even imagine in our minds otherwise it's just vague and ambiguous and, and nothing can be really followed all right so remember this in genesis 1 27 god created you and me in his image isn't that amazing both male and female he created us in the image of god and and what did that look like for adam and eve and i know i'm 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 reminding you of some things from last sunday what did that mean for adam and eve to be created in the image of god look at these bullet points this is amazing they were blessed so they could increase in numbers and be fruitful they they were blessed so they could increase they could prosper they could grow they could they could start small and end up big all right that applies to so many different things. It could be in business. It could be in your family. It could be in your finances. It could be in your spiritual life. Most first and foremost, they were blessed and they grew. Why? Because they were created in the image of their God. If you're created in the image of God, if you're transformed in the image of God, you're going to have a good life. You're going to have a good life. Now, you might look back and say, Steve, I don't know what happened with me because I haven't had a good life. It can start today. It can start. Stop defining your future based on your past. God has better days ahead of you, especially if you want to be transformed into the image of God. But let's look at Adam and Eve. Secondly, they ruled over creation instead of being ruled by creation. Now, many of us are ruled by addictions. We're ruled by pestering thoughts. We're ruled by bad habits. You want to be you want to kick all that stuff be transformed in the image of Jesus and you'll start living on top of things instead of under things Adam and Eve they had ample provision they were given all the plants and the fruits of the world it was all for them in fact the Bible goes on to talk about that there was gold there was silver there was all richness they had all they needed because they were created in the image of God they also had perfect connection with God. Have you ever prayed before and you can't keep your mind straight? It, it happened to me last night. I was having a tough time sleeping. I was trying to pray. I couldn't pray last night to save my life. In the middle of the night, you'd think you'd be able to pray so at least put yourself to sleep, right? If you pray, you know, a lot of times you'll go to sleep. I couldn't, I couldn't keep my mind focused to save my life. You know, as you're created in the image of God, as you're transformed in the image of God, you can have perfect connection with God, uninterrupted connection with God. The Bible says it, it insinuates that Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the day. Every day, God would say, hey, Adam, hey, Eve, and they would scamper out, if you will. <laughs> They'd run out of whatever they were working on and come and just walk with God. Uninterrupted connection, communion with God. They, um, they weren't lonely. How many of you have ever experienced loneliness? You might even feel really lonely right now. You get created in the image of God. You're not have an ounce of loneliness. God's going to fill that for you. Look at this. He gave them satisfying purpose. He put them in the garden and said, here, 
I want you to work this garden. Now, of all the things in the whole history of the world that we look back on and say, I wish I could have been there. For me, it would be, I wish I could have seen the Garden of Eden. I wish I could have seen it. Can you imagine God saying, I'm not, I, don't want, I don't only want you to see it. I want you to live there. I want you to be in the Garden of Eden. That was, that was Adam and Eve's blessing. They were sad, had satisfying purpose there in the garden. How many of you have been dissatisfied lately? Discontent. You wish you had more of this and less of this. You wish, 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 wish. You know what? When you're, when you're transformed in the image of God, you're going to have satisfying purpose. The grass is no longer going to look greener on the other side. You're going to love where you're at. You're going to love what you're doing. You're going to have satisfying purpose and meaning in life. And then lastly, here's what else it meant for them to be created in the image of God. They, have, they felt no shame. Now I want you just to picture just for a second. Can you imagine if you never ever felt shame ever again in your life? You didn't even have memory of shame. And, and you just, you felt shameless <laughs> in a good way. You felt completely confident, good about yourself. Let me tell you what, when you're transformed into the image of God, you're not going to have any shame. You're not even going to remember past stigmas, shame. We talked about that last couple of Sundays. So really good things happen when you're created in the image of God. You really, really want to be transformed into the image of God. It's a wonderful place to be. And so um, just to kind of put this into perspective a little bit, too. In Genesis 5, 3, it says when Adam had lived 130 years, he had a son in his own likeness, in his own image, and he named him Seth. Now, I'm not going to ask how many of your parents, but if your parents or grandparents, you're going to be able to identify with what I'm about to say. When you have a son or a daughter and somebody says, they look just like you, you're like, yeah, they look just like me. That makes me feel so good. In fact, um, whenever, whenever your son or your daughter says they sound like you, they look like you, they act like you, they're just like you. As a mom or a dad, that makes you so proud. It makes you, it makes you want to, you know, you burst your buttons on your, you're just from the pride, the happiness that your kids act like you or look like you. Even if they do something bad, and, and they remind you of yourself, yeah, that's my son, that's my daughter. <laughs> right? You, you're proud. You know what? That's how Jesus is with you. When you show a little bit of him, he, he just bursts with pride and says, that's my daughter. That's my son. They're acting like me. They're talking like me. They sound like me. That's my daughter. That's my son. They're in my image. Well, that's that's how God is. And so you need to make God proud by starting to act like him and be like him. What would Jesus do is a question we should be asking ourselves all the time. What would Jesus do? And then do it. Do what Jesus would do. If if Jesus would be patient in a certain certain situation, then just be patient. If Jesus would be kind, then be kind. If Jesus would get angry over something, then get angry over it. Amen? And so um, we see that Adam had a son in his own likeness. It had to make Adam so proud. (laughs) He had lost one of his sons after him being murdered. This was the replacement son. Cain and Abel, remember that story? Here was Seth, finally a replacement son for the son who had been murdered. 
And Adam finally looked at him and says, this is my son. He looks like me. He talks like me. He acts like me. He had to be very, very proud. Then in Genesis 2, verses 16 and 17, the Lord God commanded man. He said, we'll look, look at a couple of things. Here's, here's how you lose your image of God. <laughs> here's how your image gets broken and, and distorted. Is, is, this is how it happened, okay? And in Genesis 2.16, the Lord God commanded, Man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but, if you must, uh, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Now, there's several aspects to this death. First of all, they would die physically. They, they were no longer immortal. It's my firm belief that had Adam and Eve never sinned, they'd still be alive today. They would have never died. So there's physical death. More importantly, though, there was spiritual death. And that's why you've, you've heard the term be born again. Have you ever heard that before? You, need, you must be born again. It's talked about by Jesus there in uh, John 3. You must be born again. Why do you need to be born again? Because spiritually you're dead without Jesus. Spiritually you're dead. And if you die physically while you're spiritually dead, the Bible is very clear that we go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I want to be born again. And so when Adam and Eve went ahead and took some of that fruit that they weren't supposed to, their image that they were created in God was broken. It was distorted. It was twisted. Are you and I still in the image of God? Yes, to a certain, to a certain respect, yes. But I want to be fully in the image of God completely by the time when i pass away and i go to heaven which i'm going to heaven i don't know about you i am going to heaven <laughs> i'm going to do everything that i need to do by the grace of god i'm going to do everything that i need to do to get into heaven don't you who wants to go to heaven i i pray we all yes i want to go to heaven let me tell you what ask jesus into your heart and you can begin the transformation process of getting back into that original state of the image of God. But look at this. This, this, this death that Adam and Eve suffered. Um, look at how everything reversed. How they were in the image of God and all these good things were this way. Now look at how the opposite of these things began to, be, began to take place. Instead of fruitfulness, remember how Adam and Eve, they were going to be fruitful, they were going to increase in number, they were going to multiply, they were going to be blessed. Look, fruitfulness began to come with pain and hardship. He said, you're going to have to toil. You're going to have to, um, you're going to have thorns. You're going to have thistles. When you're trying to grow plants, it's going to be hard for you to be fruitful. That's what happens. See, when, when our image, uh, uh, us, our image of us, uh, as, uh, us being created in the image of God is broken, fruitfulness becomes very hard in our lives and i guarantee you we can all we can all uh, associate with that we can all that resonates with us fruitfulness becomes hard creation began to rule over adam and eve instead of them ruling over creation the enemy satan began to rule and oppress have you ever been oppressed of the devil you feel this cloud come over you you can't think straight you don't have any joy the future looks dark, it looks dingy, it looks dim to you. You know what? 
you need to turn to your creator and say, God, create me in your image so I can begin to rule over these thoughts, rule over this negativity, rule over this depression, rule over these lies that keep whispering in my thoughts and in my mind. Uh, they were going to have to toil for provision. It said, by the sweat of your brow, you will eat. By the sweat of your brow, you'll begin to eat. In other words, it's not going to be easy anymore. You're going to have to work hard to get the provision. Whereas before, all this is yours. Now you come over here. You're not created in God's image fully. Now you're going to have to work for what you get. You're going to have to work for it. Um, there was interference with a relationship with God. Death produced loneliness. You know, there's no, there's no greater loneliness, I don't believe, than losing someone that you love through death. There's no greater loneliness. And, and that's what death does. That's what the, the brokenness of the image of God does is it produces loneliness in us. Distracted purpose, and then we begin to, you know, Adam and Eve immediately experience shame. Immediately experience shame. Shame is one of the things, if you stop and think about it, shame is one of the worst things that you can experience in life. We hate being shamed. We want to run away from shame as far as we possibly can. So what's the answer? Can we, can we get back up off the ground after our image has been broken? Can we get back up off the ground? Well, look at this. In Romans 1.23, here's what we continue to do as human beings. We exchange the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human beings and birds and animals, and reptiles, and cars, and houses, and clothes, and makeup, and hair. The image of man means more to us than the image of God. Isn't that tragic? Isn't that tragic? I tell you what, we need to turn our back on this world, so to speak, and begin to look at Jesus so we can begin to be transformed back into his image. Turn your back on the meaningless things of life the drugs, the alcohol, the partying, the, the, all this, the, the movies, the entertainment. Turn your back on that and begin to look at Jesus because you will begin to be transformed into that image and progressively get back to the place where God originally intended for you to be. Look at this in Psalms 8, 4 through, five, uh, eight, four th through 8. There's hope for you and me. We can do this with God's help. We can do this. Listen to this. The psalmist says, What is mankind that you're mindful of him? He's talking to God. What are human beings that you care for them? You made them a little lower than the angels. Just a little lower. Not that much. Just a little lower than the angels. Crown them with glory and honor. You've been crowned with glory and honor if Jesus is in your heart. Crowned with glory and honor. God's been dealing with me about this. Steve, I have a crown for you. If you'll just put it on, begin to have the glory of God in your life. Don't try to crown your things with earth, yourself with earthly things. Crown yourself with heavenly things. I challenge you this week, look up crown in the Bible and begin to wear the crown that Jesus has for you. He's crowned you with glory and honor. Uh, you've made them rulers over all the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, the flocks, the herds, the animals of the wild, the birds of the sky, the fish of the sea, and all that swims in the paths of the sea. You know what? You chase after Jesus' image, you'll finally begin to rule over things in your life. You won't be ruled anymore. You won't be oppressed anymore. 
praise God, you're going to be set free. That's why the Bible, that's why Jesus told his disciples, I've given you power over authority over all the power of the enemy. And, and that's why the psalmist also says, you're going to tread on the lion, tread on the serpent. Why? Because you're created in the image of God. Pursue that image. Go after that image. Learn more about that image, the image of Jesus, and be as close to Jesus as you possibly can be. Praise God. So there is hope for us in Romans 8, 29. Um, for, for those who God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. God not only is telling you, hey, go try to be more like Jesus. He's predestined you to be more like Jesus. Every day, he's opened a door. He's carved a path. He's opened a pathway for you to be more like Jesus. In, in essence, he's actually made it easy for you to be more like Jesus. We're the ones that make it hard. He's predestined you. He, he's, he's got the path already carved out, ready for you. Just walk in his ways. Walk, follow after Jesus. Learn to be more like Jesus. He's predestined uh, for you to be conformed to the image of his son. Now listen to this. When we talk about this word conform, listen, listen to some of the meanings here. I, I looked up definitionally what conformed it means to be fashioned. You know what to be fashioned is like a potter with a with a, a, a clay, a clay pot. He's fashioning that clay pot to look the way that it needs to look. So when Jesus is fashioning you, he's conforming you. Cooperate with Jesus. If he's trying to knock a lump out of you or or to or to make you a little bit smoother on this side, work with Jesus. You know how Jesus does this sometimes? He uses people that will get on your nerves. To kind of knock out just a little bit of hardness in you or to smooth you out a little bit. I used to, there was somebody that just, nobody in this church, nobody that you know, used to get on my nerves. It was almost like sandpaper rubbing on, on my skin over and over, day after day. And I finally, I asked the Lord, I said, when are you going to get rid of this person? I am sick and tired of dealing with them. And the Holy Spirit came back to me and says, I'm molding you. I'm fashioning you. Look, David had to deal with King Saul. And uh, Joyce Meyer says this. I'll never forget it. You know why King Saul was in David's life for so long? Try, trying to kill him, literally. God used Saul to get the Saul out of David. <laughs> God used Saul to get the Saul out of David. There's, there's parts of David that God needed to correct. Needed to, so if you have somebody in your life that's bothering you, cooperate with the Holy Spirit. and Say, Jesus, what are you trying to do in my life? fix me change me mold me but con conform means to fashion and in in a lot of um when a couple of uh, translations instead of the word conformed it they use the word conformable are you conformable it, are you moldable are you teachable will you let god fix things in your life will you cooperate with god transformed is a is another word transformed to bear the likeness of his son now in the greek and i'm no theologian here but in the greek uh the the word for conformed is summa sumorphosis or sumorphous i believe and that comes that that rings to probably uh, 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 elicits a memory of a word metamorphosis or to morph in fact uh, people who are doing uh, video graphics or whatever, they'll take one image and morph it 
into another image. In other words, they'll, they'll take that image and change it into another image. And we see that in movies nowadays. They can morph a person's face from one image to another. Metamorphosis simply means to change one form to another. It, it's taking that caterpillar and it, the metamorphosis is changes it into a butterfly. You might look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm, I'm nothing beautiful. I don't know how God accepts me. God is changing you. God is transforming you. There's a metamorphosis. There's a conform, con, con, conforming um, or molding that's taking place to change you from one image to another. God is changing your life. Be conformable. Be moldable by him. But this Greek word, uh, it's, it's actually two words in the Greek. It says together with and to, uh, to form and embody an essence. In other words, here's I'm together with Jesus and I'm taking his inner essence and he's taking that inner essence and putting it into me. He's putting love into me because I'm together with him. Um, he's putting mercy into me where I wouldn't have been merciful with somebody. Now I'm merciful. He's putting grace. He's in, and that, that word embody is interesting. To say somebody embodies love, that means they show love. Or to embody purity. Or to even embody evil. In other words, you are, you are persona. You're, you're everything that, that that trait is. So if you talk about evil and they embody evil, they look evil, they act evil, they talk evil, they, they are evil. They embody evil. You know what? We need to embody love. We need to embody grace. We need to embody kindness, self-control, all the fruits of the Spirit that we'll be talking about here in the coming Sundays, a couple of Sundays. But Philippians 3.21, who by the power en enabled him to bring everything under his control will transform your lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Here's another, there's another place where this word conform is used but it's used to transform. Someday, you and I, our natural bodies will be transformed into a heavenly body. We'll take off the old and we'll put on the new. Won't that be incredible? What, before that happens, though, Jesus wants to conform you in your current state, though. He wants to conform you, transform you in your current state. Ephesians 1, 5. Look at this. He's predestined us. There's that word again, predestined us. He's got out ahead of us and already carved a path for us. He's predestined us for adoptions to sonship through Jesus Christ. See, when we were created, when we were born, we were born broken. The Bible talks about this. We're in a fallen, sinful state. That's how we were born. And so what does Jesus do? He comes and takes us who rejected him, and he says, I'm going to adopt you. I'm going to adopt you as a son. And from that point forward, after we've been adopted as sons, he begins that transformation process. I'm an adopted son of Jesus. Thank goodness he picked me up by the scruff of the neck one day and said, you're coming with me, pal. I'm going to save you. And he saved me. And he said, no, I'm not finished with you yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and transform you year after year after year, decade after decade, until you're perfected and ready to come, come home with me. Amen? So I'm adopted. And, and so um, let's look at a couple of other verses here as we, uh, we're getting close to, to finishing here. 1 Corinthians 15, 49. 
Um, and just as we have borne the image of earthly man, we shall bear the image of a heavenly man. And again, that is talking about in the future, but you can begin to be a new person today. In fact, in Colossians 3, uh, verses 9 through 10, it says, Do not lie to each other, since you've taken off the old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge of, of the image of its creator praise god you know what we need to do every day is take off the old self the gripey self the miserable self the negative self the complaining self take that off as you would your your old clothes take that off and say okay jesus this morning i'm going to start putting on the new self created to be like jesus in the image of my creator i'm going to put on my new self and I know, I bet you know what you need to work on, right? Does everybody have know what you need to be working on right now? That struggle that you have in your mind, the thoughts, the attitudes, whatever. Take that. Say, I'm going to take that off. Now I'm going to put on the replacement. If it's ugliness towards people, I'm going to start being kind. If it's hatred, I'm going to put on love. You know, if it's out of control, I'm going to take that off and I'm going to put on self-control. If it's fear, I'm going to take off my fear and I'm going to put on faith today. You make up your mind every morning to take off the old self and put on the new self that it says here is being renewed in the knowledge of the image of its creator. Praise God. Go through that exercise this week. Every morning, take off the old self and put on the new self that's being created. That same imagery is used in Isaiah 61.3. Of, of taking one thing off and putting on the other it says to provide for those who grieve so i'm going to take off my grief to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes oil of joy instead of mourning and here's the most picturesque term right here a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair all right i'm going to take off my despair and I'm going to put on a garment of praise. And I'm going to praise God this morning with all my heart. That's being created in the image of God. That's being transformed into the image of God as you do. This is a practical step that you can take. Now, I love this last two scriptures. First uh, John 3, verse 2, it says, Beloved, we are now children of God. How many of you can say right now, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'll tell it. I'll admit it. I'll tell myself in the, in the mirror, even when I'm doing bad things, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. That's who I am. We are now children of God. And what we will be is not yet been revealed. I want to be that perfect person, but I'm not that perfect person quite yet. It's not been revealed. I haven't attained it yet. But I know that when Christ appears, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. Now, granted, this is at the time of the resurrection, but let me tell you what, it's today as well. You need to see Jesus today so that you can become like him today. God doesn't want you to wait until then to be perfected. He wants to perfect you today. So look at this just one more time. We will be like him for we will see him as he is. We need to get up every morning and say, Jesus, show me who you are. 
We need to get up every morning, look in the Bible, and see who Jesus is. We need to get on the phone and talk to somebody who's godly so we can see who Jesus is. Amen? Do what you need to do to grow in that transforming process, in that conforming process. So here it is. We must be conformable. We must be moldable, changeable, humble, teachable, pliable, and receive what he is trying to show you today. Every morning, I've been doing this last week, I'm going to say, Jesus, what do you want to give me today? What do you want to show me today? And you know, without fail, he's shown me something fresh and new every day this last week. Every day, and it's helped me continue that conforming, that transformation process. Here's the last one. And uh, this is going to kick off for next week is Micah 6, 8. It puts everything into three broad buckets, three broad buckets. Uh, It says, he has shown you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you? He requires three things. And these are the, the categories of the fruits of the spirit, if you will, to do justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. That's what God wants. That's pretty simple, isn't it? All he wants you to do is to act justly. Well, you know, it gets kind of complicated sometimes when you're, you know, your your bipolar kicks in and your mood swings are going back and forth and or maybe your negativity and positivity is up and down and you're back and forth. You know what? God just wants you to act justly. So just act justly, regardless of how you feel. Feelings have got to be thrown out the window, folks. We got to act justly. We, we know what we need to do. We need to just do it. So act justly or do justly. Love mercy. We talked about this. Man, this is transform my life. Is all I see when I look back is Jesus. That's called mercy. I love mercy. <laughs> because I've been so sick and tired of looking back and feeling shame and feeling bad about myself. But I look back. I love mercy. I look because that's all it says surely goodness and mercy is going to follow me so I look back hey all I see is goodness and mercy praise God and we talked about last Sunday all we're looking forward all I see is grace hey I can't lose this is good news I'm sandwiched between mercy and grace but love mercy and then lastly to walk humbly with my God oh man that's what I want to do I want to walk with Jesus I want to talk to Jesus I want to be humble before him amen simple fruits of the spirit being conformed to the image of jesus let's pray heavenly father we thank you god for your word that's so rich so good lord for this time of of devotional kind of meditation on your word and these thoughts of what it takes to be conformed and transformed into the image of jesus and the good things that follow god i want to be i want to be created in your image i want to be transformed into the image of jesus you know why it's a little bit selfish i want good things to happen in my life i want to be a better person i know that when i look at jesus i'll become more like him thank you jesus lord for revealing these truths to us oh god and and getting us to the place where we need to be thank you heavenly father Lord, in fact, the word says, and I believe we're going to talk about this next Sunday, is um, you are you've made perfect those who are being made holy. (laughs) 
thank you, God, in a certain respect because of Jesus. I'm already at that level of perfection through Jesus. But now the sanctifying process kicks in, and day in and day out I'm being made holy more and more, sanctified more and more and more. Thank you, Jesus, for this. Lord, help us to remember these three simple things. All, what have you requested of us, required of us? To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. Help us to do this all week long, Jesus. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for it. In your name I pray. Help us, Lord. We can't do it on our own. Help us, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.